0: Hello, good evening, what is up, and welcome into Post Loon's episode 19. Breaking down a uh, a bittersweet, doesn't feel great, coming away from San Jose with the 1-1 draw. If you'd have told me heading in that this match would end in a draw and Minnesota United would come away with a point, I would have been probably happy with that result, all things considered, but when you factor in the man advantage for a majority of the match, um, you know, the way Minnesota United played in the first half after getting that man advantage, um, it does seem like a missed opportunity for the Loons. What's up? My name is Jeremy Rushing, breaking it all down, abbreviated version, considering the late night. I mean, like a lot of you, I got to get up for work in the morning. So um, we were going to make this one quick, probably 20, 25 minutes of post game recap here. Um, If you could leave a comment, whether you're watching on uh, YouTube or Twitter, um give us your questions, your comments, uh, just overall takeaways from the match tonight. I will read those on the air. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, please give us that thumbs up. That is huge for our placement on the stream. As you can see, Jeremy Roland solo this week, no co host So that interaction from you guys is going to be crucial with your questions and comments. So without further ado, let's get into this. Of course, uh, I will shout out our good friends, Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. They are the title sponsors of Post Loons. Huge, huge shout out to them. And we will talk about them a little bit later in the show. But first, let's go ahead and get in to our three things. Uh, basically, three big takeaways from the match tonight. And I already kind of said this. But my first thing is this is a missed opportunity particularly considering how the second half went what do i mean by that you have the man advantage you have an eight to two shot advantage at halftime you have 60 percent possession you have everything going your way it it seems inevitable at that point that minnesota united if they just keep the pressure up that they're going to get a goal but whether it was second-half adjustments made by Almeida and um, San Jose, or whether it was just sort of maybe a lack of urgency from Minnesota United's front, but it it really seemed like the gas was let off in the second half when it should have been put through the floor to try to get that winner. I mean, when you are are, – the team you're facing is down to 10 men. You're on the road. The team you're facing is down to 10 men, and you can tell that you are on the front foot you need to come out of that halftime like shark smelling blood in the water. And that just did not happen. That sense of urgency did not seem to be there. So, that to me is why my first thing is missed opportunity for Minnesota United to get three points and sort of erase that disappointing draw against LA, or that disappointing loss, excuse me, against LA Galaxy at home over the weekend. Uh, my second thing defensive third does enough once again despite the own goal. Um, unfortunate own goal carrying off uh, Bakayi Debassi in the first half, which put the Loons down. Um, but other than that, defensively, I thought Minnesota United played great tonight. They kept San Jose away from the goal. If you noticed, pretty much all of San Jose's chances were outside the box. There were a couple uh, that were a little bit closer, maybe a little bit more scary. But for the most part, they kept San Jose away from goal. Um, obviously, having the man advantage helps. But again, this is just another instance where defensively, you see a team that leads from the back, like Minnesota United, they did enough where you think they would come away with three points. And my final thing, going to go through this pretty quick. You're still, all things considered, still sitting pretty decent in the standings. Now, what you miss is, is you're not necessarily in striking distance of that four spot anymore. Having played 19 matches, you are now seven points back of that four spot. And Colorado has a game in hand, actually. So you're really more than seven points uh, back of that four spot, which obviously, if you get the four positioning in the playoff standings, you host a playoff match. Um, not sure if Minnesota United's going to get there at this point with that disparity now. Um, they're still sitting fifth. So still sitting pretty good, still sitting a handful of points above that playoff threshold, above the playoff line. So that's good. But um, that 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 possibility or, or that goal of getting to the four spots, so you can host the playoff match at Allianz Field, definitely took a hit with that draw tonight, and also with the loss um, uh, against LA on Saturday. Also, speaking of which, shout out to Eli Hoff and uh, Grant from the Dummy Run podcast uh, filling in for me on Saturday. Um, that was, uh, that was huge. I got to do a little whiskey weekend with my friends. So that was awesome. So big shout out to them. Really glad that they were, uh, had the opportunity to host post loons and give me a, uh, a rare day off, but I do not have the night off tonight. And boy, do we have plenty of questions and comments to get to. If you have a question, comment, take a, take away from the match, drop it in the chat. Also give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, good friend, Christopher Alphabee says, what do I even say about that? Um, don't say anything, watch post loons and then go to bed, get a good night's sleep and, uh, maybe sleep on it and, uh, you know, um, give some takes, uh, in, in the morning after you're well rested. That's what I would do if I were you, Christopher, Dave Valensky says, I think San Jose played for the win and Minnesota played for the tie in the second half. That's kind of what it looked like in certain stretches, right? It looked like Minnesota was the team down a man and were playing more conservative, where San Jose seemed to, when they were finding opportunities on the counter, to really attack those and really try to get a goal out of those. Now, again, defensively, Minnesota United did the work they needed to do to stop those from happening. But really in the midfield, it seemed like the sense of urgency was in San Jose's favor. Um, So definitely definitely agree with you there, uh, Dave. All right, we have a new commenter, KD underscore 15 underscore 12. How many tic-tac fouls can be called in one game? That didn't help the viewing experience. I'll tell you that much. Now, whether those uh, fouls were legitimate or not, um, it really slowed down that second half. I mean, I'm not going to lie, guys. 11.45 on a Wednesday night when I was up at 6.15 this morning, there were like two instances where I found myself maybe nodding off a little bit in the second half because of the slow play because of the lack of it was really closed down in the second half and as katie said um the the refereeing the officiating a lot of whistles which slowed the game down as well uh dave olenski asked do you think reynoso tried to thread balls that were not there uh lightly um i, I think reynoso actually did an excellent job as a distributor tonight um he you know there were a few instances where you thought Minnesota United really, really could have gotten that winner. And a lot of that started at the feet of Reynoso, or he was a huge, huge factor in those attacking sequences. So I didn't necessarily have a problem with Reynoso. Um, Yeah, maybe he was trying to do too much and trying to find passes that weren't there on a couple occasions, but when you're the 10 and you're a distributor, um, you know, you're going to find the ball at your feet and you're going to be making a ton of passes, theoretically, over the course of a match. So not all of them are going to be uh, 100 percenters. But um, I did uh, did really enjoy Reynoso's performance tonight. I thought I thought he played well. Um, if you have a question or a comment, please drop that in the chat if you could. Now, before we get to our game notes, it's time to shout out our good friends over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. $35 unlimited pickup membership. What does that mean? Well, as you can see, there are plenty of time slots here to play pickup over at Night Street Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. lunchtime pickup, Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon. So if you want to play some pickup soccer, if you want to get yourself in shape, if you want to have some fun with your friends, getting on the field, rain or shine in a covered environment, go to Night Street Soccer and Coffee, $5 one-time pickup. Or if you think you'll be playing a lot, or you want to support our friends at Night Street, even if you don't think necessarily you'll be using that unlimited pickup membership ship enough to uh, maybe make it financially worth it for you to uh, you know utilize that $35. It's just a great way to support people who are doing good work over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. So look them up, 9thStreetMPLS.com or on Twitter and Instagram at 9thStreetMPLS spelled out just like it is there in the web URL um, for all things night Street Soccer and Coffee. If you have the open sports app, that's actually where you go to sign up for the unlimited pickup membership or one-time pickup. But all of that can be started over at nightstreetmpls.com as well. Cannot thank Derek and the guys over at Night Street enough for their support of Post Loons and sponsoring Post Loons, allowing us to uh, you know bring this content to you. Um, got a lot of great listeners uh, tonight or a lot of great uh, viewers tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, now it's time to get to the game notes. So what happened over the course of the match to get us where we ended up in that 1-1 draw? Well, it started in the 12th minute. Um, this was really unfortunate for Bakai Debassi. He has found himself uh, un- unlucky defensively on a few occasions this season, and none more than in the 12th minute tonight. Uh, Selena sends a low cross to the box, takes just a- a- an unfortunate deflection. Off Debassi. I don't think there's really anything Debassi could have done to avoid that situation. Obviously, Miller not expecting things to go near post when there's a cross heading to you know through the box. So he's completely off balance, leaning in the opposite direction. So there was really no chance for him to make the save. Goes down as a known goal, and Minnesota United goes down one nil. Just six minutes later, though, Nathan challenges a loose ball for San Jose and catches all of Debassi's shin. I mean this this was this was scary in real time and as you looked at the replay you really started to get a sense of just how egregious this studs up challenge was and the decision is rightfully initially it was a yellow in the run of play it was a yellow card and then looking at the replay you saw this this needs to go to VAR because this is you know almost assuredly a red Um, the right decision was made to go to the monitor, and then ultimately the right decision was made to uh update that yellow card to a red, sending Nathan off and giving Minnesota United that main advantage. Um, and then uh short time later, Minnesota United gets the goal. Um, great work from the entire attacking fronts of Minnesota to stay on the ball. I mean, they were working in very close quarters in the sequence um but great work on the ball to keep the ball uh finley finds who knew who lays it off to will trap and a well-deserved goal from uh from will there uh he tucks it away to bring the loons level i mean this is a guy who had an absolute rocket uh last week that directly led to a robin load rebound goal um and so a well-deserved uh tally for him his first goal in a minnesota united uniform bringing the loons level in the 22nd minute and if you're a minnesota united fan you are confident at this point your confidence is through the roof just four minutes after going uh up a man you get the equalizer and you're like "Man, we have you know 88 plus minutes or excuse me 88 plus 68 plus minutes to find a winner here and the way things are going that's definitely going to happen 27th minute, excellent pass from Reynoso. I already talked about how I enjoyed his performance tonight. And we thought it led to a really nice Adrian Nunu goal. Would have been a much-needed goal for Adrian. Excuse me, but the flag went up. And replay showed that the Frenchman was, indeed, just about a half-step offside. So, unfortunately, that one coming off the board uh, for Unu. Uh 32nd minute. This is a first for me. I don't think I've ever seen this before at MLS level. Hassani Dotson breaks the ball. I mean, we talk about bangers only. I mean, he has a firecracker of a shot that caroms off a San Jose defender and out of play. And the ball pops. Like, talk about gate. Like, the, the referee ends up having to retire the ball because it's, it's flat. Dotson literally took the air out of the ball with that shot. Uh, and just, uh, you know, as we had an stoppage time in the first half, a near banger for Dotson. As Reynoso finds a new in the box who lays it off to Dotson. Dotson fires a low shot. Doesn't get all of it, but you think it might be enough. Marcinkowski does a great job of just getting a fingertip on it to push it wide, keeping things level. And then uh, Tyler Miller keeping the game level at 45 plus 4. Miller actually came into this one second in the league in goals against average. Um, He helped that tonight. Makes a great save on an Espinosa rocket from distance. Um, so we go into halftime, 1-1, all level. You see 60% possession. You see an 8-2 shot differential for Minnesota United. You see 11 men versus 10 men on the field, right? You are, you are nothing but confident that as long as the pressure stays up for Minnesota United, and there's no reason it shouldn't, that they will find the winner. Unfortunately, though, in the second half, things really, really started to slow down. They did have their chances though. 58th minute, nearly a brace for Trap as Reynoso finds him wide open at the top of the box off a corner. Marcinkowski is up to the task, making a nice save, denying uh, Trap his brace. Uh, 64th minute, we get a sub. McMaster on for Gregush. Who seemed to be walking a little bit gingerly before he exited and actually on his way off the field as well so hopefully he is all good haven't gotten an update from him again it's hard to get updates from the post-game press conference when we're doing this live so um follow the guys andy grader um andy Marthaler, um or excuse me john Marthaler, andy Marthaler, john Marthaler from the uh star tribune um those guys will have you covered in terms of the news front um 78th minute uh, Minnesota United makes another sub. Agadello checks in for Unu. Uh, 81st minute. This was a point of contention. Cade Cowell finds himself in the box and goes down after some contact with DJ Taylor. Um, no call from the official. Now, after looking at the replay, Kendra de St. Aubin said she thought it was a penalty. I thought it was 50-50 at best. I thought it was more incidental contact. Two people going for the ball. No harm, no foul. I, I liked the no call there. Um, and the, uh, review room actually completed the check without recommending a closer look. So that meant that they were confident enough in the call in the field to not necessarily think that things should go to VAR, which was really, really, you know, it was good to see considering how things played out against Vancouver last week, right? Um, a late penalty decision does not go your way after not going to VAR. Um, this one does go your way. Now, again, This was definitely, uh, I think, more of a penalty than the previous uh, one last week uh, against Vancouver was. But anyways, um, you know, that's neither here nor there. We're moving on from that. But it was nice to see that one that late one actually go Minnesota United's way. And you think maybe they can nab a winner and chaos in front of goal there at the very last second. You thought they might have, but it was not to be. And things end 1-1. You do come away with a road point. But there is that asterisk that you had a man advantage for 68 plus minutes and you could not find uh you had a man advantage and an, and an even match right you actually had the man advantage for 72 plus minutes you score in the 22nd to bring things even so you have 68 plus minutes to find a winner with a man advantage and you can't do it um so that's where the disappointment comes in with the one one draw uh more questions and comments in the chat um, we got, uh, Aaron, Aaron Sergenian, sorry if I'm butchering your last name, uh, says someone needs to tell Heath we were not the team down a man. Um, th- th- to me, it's really simple, right? When this team has had a sense of urgency in the second half, whether they're down up level doesn't matter when this team has come out assertive in the second half, looking to take control of the match. Uh, they have been very, very successful. When this team has sat back, when this team has gotten complacent, when this team has not had that sense of urgency in the second half, they have not had a lot of success. There are teams that when they're up, when they're levels, even sometimes they can park the bus and they can get away with it. Minnesota United is not one of those teams. They are not a team that can get away with being on their heels and taking pressure. The defense did the job tonight, but you have to factor in that they were up a man for a vast, vast majority of the match. So when you look at what happened tonight, that lack of assertiveness cost them two points, in my opinion. I mean, they, they really had a stranglehold on the match heading into half. They could have, you know, they, they really could have and should have put the pedal to the floor in the second and they did not do that and that's where you get the boring second half that we saw if you went to bed if you're listening to the podcast of this because you went to bed at you know early in the second half i cannot blame you because there was nothing really in the match to say you know this is going to be exciting enough to to see through at 11 30 pm on a wednesday night when i have to work in the morning right so that's where i am with that um All in all, though, like I said, in the standings, you're still doing all right. Um, You're still fifth. You're still a few points clear of that playoff positioning, of that playoff threshold. Like I said, though, if you're just tuning in and you look at the standings, you're seven points behind the four spot now. That four spot is kind of that, that hump where you need to get to if you want to host a playoff match. Colorado's at 34 points. You're at 27. And, oh, yeah, Colorado has a game in hand as well. So a seven-point buffer for Colorado with a game in hand, it's that much harder now to try to climb into a home playoff spot if you're Minnesota United. They're still sitting okay, all things considered, in the playoffs in terms of making the playoffs. But if you're a Minnesota United fan, you would much rather see them at Allianz Field, right? Allianz has been a fortress for Minnesota United. Aside from that home loss against LA Galaxy, even when you factor in the home loss against LA Galaxy, 6-1-1? and at home in their last eight a ton a ton of of points for Minnesota United this season coming at home coming at Allianz Field it really has been in this post pandemic now again I know delta variant and all that but in terms of crowd restrictions and stuff um with you know with with full capacity back at Allianz Field this team has has been that that has had that home success you expect them to have so getting a home playoff match it would be huge, but results like the loss at home against L.A., results like the draw tonight against San Jose, they really, really, really put you behind the eight ball in terms of making that a reality. Dave Walensky says most teams in MLS cannot park the bus. That is correct. Um, Minnesota United does have a good back line. They do have great goaltending, but again, they are much better when they are pushing, when they are pressing, when they are looking to get a goal. Um, that, to me, is when Minnesota United is at their best because they have a much more well, well-rounded roster uh, this year than they have in the past. Um, just a couple more minutes on the stream here, guys. So if you want to drop any more questions or comments in the chat, please do so. Um, also, follow us on Twitter, at 10KPitches. You can follow me, Jeremy Rushing, on Twitter, if you're not watching on Twitter, at um, Jeremy G Rushing. Um, We have the 10,000 Pitches podcast, which drops every Friday. That'll be returning soon, actually, next Friday. Not this Friday, but next Friday, the podcast will be returning. We also have Talk and Flock, a Forward Madison FC podcast. Uh, with myself and Rob Chapel from Madison 365. So if you're a Loons and a Mingos fan and you have not checked that out, we drop every Tuesday morning talking all things forward in Madison as well. So um, check those out if you have not. And as always, if you have to cut out of this early or you want to listen to the whole thing, you can either watch this on YouTube or on your Twitter feed. It will exist there. Or you can listen to the podcast version um, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I haven't seen any more questions or comments in the chat, and it is late. It is officially Thursday morning, so I'm going to go to bed, guys. Enjoy it. You do the same. Uh, We will be back Saturday afternoon, 2.30, a little matinee at Allianz Field as Minnesota United welcomes Sporting Kansas City National Television for that one, too, ESPN. And then the following Saturday, they are at Houston for a 7.30 p.m. kickoff. So no midweek match next week. Matinee on Saturday. Enjoy that. We will catch you after that one for yet another edition of Post Loons. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much if you're listening on the podcast. And we will catch you Saturday. Bye-bye.